So what we're hoping in a crazy-ass situation is that we have to win, win out and Tampa Bay loses out? And Tampa Bay loses out. Jesus, that's not happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and how we're starting the show. And this is why And now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Fennerin is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Fennerin who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, Falcons fans, another week in the books, and you are tuned into FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons win one in the bins as a Merry Christmas present to the rest of us. No coal in the stockings for the for the flock of fans <laughs> this year. Flock, <laughs> flock pun intended. Uh, I'm Tyler Nelson. We are absent Brian Finneran, kind of, this week. And uh, Joe Virgin, our executive producer, alongside me today to have a quick Dirty Birds conversation. And Joe, we're going to talk to Finn in a minute, I guess. Yeah. But uh, how was your Christmas, brother? It was good. Yeah. Uh, my mom hosted Christmas for the first time. Nice. Taking okay. over from my grandma. Oh, okay. So that was like, she she's, hasn't passed. She's just. Yeah, that's. Handed the torch. <laughs> I kind of picked up on Yeah. <laughs> it's like with Jimmy Chase in a Christmas story. Oh, she's not dead. She's just not with us. She's just not with us. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really fun. That's I got great. matching Adidas tracksuit with my nephew. Oh, so you can be like someone on the uh, Look at This Russian yeah. Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, we can smoke cigarettes together. Yeah. With, drink with, vodka. Uh, drink crappy grain alcohol. Exactly. Yeah, he's one years old. Got to get him started sometime. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> um, the Falcons win over the Colts. An actual really, I, I mean, well, here's the thing that I'm worried about. I do not want to see Arthur Smith back leading this team because I think that what we saw on Sunday, to me, was it in spite of Arthur Smith? Oh yeah, and, and and so the way that Arthur Blank likes to seemingly likes to make decisions about his team and who's at the helm is until the end of the season, barring a late season collapse. And it's like, well, if you are losing to two one win teams, if you have lost to simple games you should not have lost, yeah. whether it's Minnesota, Washington, Arizona, whatever, and then lose. Two division rivals, division opponents that would have kept you in this, you have already collapsed, right? You've yeah, already that's collapsed. Obvious. That is the shark has already been jumped. But then, oh, barring the late season collapse, well, if you win this game, this Colts game, and maybe even don't make the playoffs, but still win two of the next three, right? We got three more. We got two more. We have two more. Yeah, we have two. So you win two out of three of, the, of these last three games. He's gonna go. Oh, look, look what he did. This progress. It's not progress. It's the opposite of progress. We have not progressed as a team. We've regressed. We've completely regressed. So, I'm fine with him staying for the rest of the season. I was this fine season, with it yes, that's a couple fine. Of years. Yeah, but, but I'm worried now started, with a game like this know. when you win over at the time an eight and seven team, Good a team that was team. over 500. Yeah. That Arthur Blank will go. Oh, look at this, and this is progress. We're going to keep Arthur Smith in. Now, I don't think he's looking at that at all. I, I don't know. I'm saying that that's what seems to have happened in the past with Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, that it, these, these 
you kick the can down the road of making a decision you know you need to make. But, well, they won some at the end of the they season. Beat the Colts. This is exactly, they, exactly. If we win next week, well, would they beat the Colts and they beat the Bears away at Soldier Field? Exactly. And and the yeah. Bears aren't a good team either. So I, that's what I'm worried about. Now, having said that, it was a lot of fun to see. I'm not one of these people who wants to see lo- losses. I'm too much of a fan to root for losses. You I'm know, not. My, my logical brain says you don't want to win this game. Get higher draft, all those things. Get higher draft picks, lose to Arthur Smith's gone, all those things. But I can't sit there and actively root for my team to lose. So, that being said, it was fun to watch. It was a fun game to watch and a, oh, yeah. and a real com- a complete game. Good running, good pass game from Taylor Heineke, who I thought played very – he played well. He played well. The line was great. The line was fantastic. The line yes. was – Both lines. Yeah. Six sacks, Joe. Six sacks. Two from Zach Harrison. Yep. <laughs> One and a half from Clayus Campbell. I mean, and across – it was down the line. One from Caden Ellis, two from Zach Harrison – one from Richie Grant, one and a half from Clayus Campbell. That's great to see. And one interception from Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates. Who, who, again, who looks like he's having the most fun out there playing the game. Yeah, he's an all-pro. He is. Uh, who's a better safety in the league? I don't know. I, 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 no, I'm not, I'm, I don't think that anybody is. And But but here's the thing. I'm not – that doesn't get me excited anymore because the defense has been more or less – there were some – there were some, no pun intended, fumbles by the defense this year that cost us some games. But – Overall, they've been the one bright spot. It was a complete game because we saw great plays in the run game. Tyler Algier had a big running touchdown. Huge running touchdown. B. John Robinson was 72 yards or so. On 12 carries. On 12 carries and like 50 yards in passing, pass receptions. 10 targets. It was a a lot. That's a ton, especially for a running back. Considering that Kyle Pitts had three. How many? Wait, how many targets did Kyle? Yeah, four targets, three completions, one touchdown. There we go, and that and there was a great touchdown, great touchdown pass. Yeah, I'm fine. With, I'm Jenner always happy Heineke. when Kyle Pitts has a touchdown, or is just targeted a little bit more, right? <laughs> it's just targeted. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, it was a complete game across the board, and where we didn't see what we talked about last week was that where's Bijan Robinson? We couldn't figure out why he would have been sidelined, whether it was concussion or not, because he kept playing. But it just goes to show, this is why I say I think we won in spite of Arthur Smith is because he wasn't necessarily your bell cow to the, on Sunday, but he was close to it, right? He, he had, Bell cow? B- Bijan, yeah, car- carrying the milk, yeah. I've never heard that phrase. It's a term. Me, your bell cow means your workhorse. Like your, oh, okay. he was your, I've he heard was, workhorse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but your bell cow, I mean, like it was, it means a little bit more like the money. Yeah, he was it, carrying the load. He was carrying the load. He wasn't completely right that, but he was, almost was because yeah. it was spread around enough. Cordero Patterson had 30 yards, something like that. And Tyler Gier had a great game. There were a bunch of receivers that. It just goes to show Taylor why have you not. Bijan Robinson have a great game, and then Arthur Smith will. It's almost like he goes, Well, they're expecting it, so let's not play him. That's exactly what he's thinking. Which is, well, they're expecting Michael, so why don't we just pass, keep. Why don't Scotty Pippen, you take point and take all the shots? <laughs> Makes no it's, sense, dude. It's like, well, they're expecting hmm, Michael. They're expecting well, the screen pass from Bijan. But how about we trick them and do the screen pass to Tyler? Yeah, like, just, it's the same thing. Yeah, they so, know your game plan. That being said, it was a lot of fun to watch. I was over at my family's house watching with my dad. It was it was a fun game. And if that were a building block, now we only scored two touchdowns. But if this was a building block game, that is something you can build on, on all facets of the ball: passing, rushing, special teams, I guess. But well, because I mean, yeah, I will even say his special teams because because Koo was good. What was he four for four? Five for five. Five for five. And then defense, of course. 
Six sacks? Six sacks. Six sacks and Wait, an interception. I don't I don't think that we, we've seen six, six sacks since we set that record in Dallas a few years ago, right? Yeah. Anyway, that being said. But we've known the defense is good. Yeah. We've been waiting for like a breakout but the game. the offense showed something they could build on. Finally, we Desmond Ritter is out of the way. Tyler Heineke, I don't understand why we benched him in the first place. I understand why Desmond Ritter was the starter in the first place. Yeah. But I don't understand why we went back to Desmond Ritter. It's like, well, Taylor Heineke is a pass interception. He's a gunslinger. He's pass interception prone. Okay. So Desmond Ritter. Rohn is everything give the ball away prone. Right? So anyway, <laughs> I digress. I digress. Merry Christmas, Falcons fans. And you, a happy new year. And since we are finless, why don't we go... Talk to the guy now. Okay, and now joining his own podcast is the Finn in FinCast, Brian Finneran. Happy uh, New Year, Merry Christmas, all that stuff, bud. How was your Christmas? Merry New Year. Merry New it Year. Was, uh, it, was, it was good. We had all the whole entire uh, family, immediate family of four kids and two grandbabies at the house, so that was fun. And, uh, Full house indeed. No doubt about it, and uh, we had a blast. It was Nobody got hurt, and uh, everybody seemed happy and pleased with, uh, with the things that they got. Well, that's good. Good, good, good. Santa was good to the Finnerans, then I guess. But uh, yes, sir. What about you? What about you guys? It was excellent. Ours was excellent. Very, nothing. No, no grandkids for me yet. But <laughs> uh, it was. A, it was. It was a great Christmas all around, and all the ways it could be expected. Joe, what about you, man? It was great. My grandkids were awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so of the three of us, there's only one grandpa here. That being said, Grandpa Finneran, who's complaining about his back um, before we got on the call, what do you think of the Falcons' big win, if if we could use the term big uh, liberally, I suppose, over the yeah. Colts? That was awesome. I mean, it was so funny because uh, I was at the game. Right. I had a little appearance with uh, the Falcons, mingled with some sweet owners and Last home game of the season, so you want to send all the uh, mm-hmm. all the sweet holders home with and season ticket holders with a good feeling, and they did that. Twenty nine to ten victory, and uh, dominant fashion too. The run game was awesome, one hundred seventy seven yards. Yep, passing game over two twenty. So nice balanced attack. Got pits in the end zone. I thought Tyler Algier and John Robinson had one of the better games around the football. Yep, absolutely. So I had a guy before the game, a former Falcon, even before I played. Uh, a couple guys actually say rumor is that they he's lost the locker room about Arthur Smith, and I said I have not heard that yet. And oh. I think the way this team comes out and plays today, which was Christmas Eve Sunday, will tell us a lot if that's true or that's just people running their mouths. And I think to a man, you can see that team hasn't quit on anybody. I mean, with the six sacks and running the ball for 177 yards and the offensive line protecting the young quarterback in Heineke. I thought that team played one of the better games of the season, and the defense was legit as well. I absolutely agree that it was not just one of the better games of the season. It was the most complete game of the season I think we've seen. There you go. It, I mean, all facets of the ball look it looked great. I mean, we, you know, we didn't look like world beaters, I don't think, and, and 29 is a good good number of points, but it was only two touchdowns. Yeah, that's all right. You deal with what you got. Young Leku was perfect, I believe. Uh, sealed the game late. Mm-hmm. with a couple of field goals, um, stalled out in the red zone a few times. But you can settle for field goals when you're dominating the team like they were. Yeah. Zach Harrison um, is coming to his own a little bit. Another sack for him. Two. The line was, was solid. Yeah, two sacks. You're right. And um, fun to play, fun to watch. It was yeah. interesting because when you're at a game like that, in the fashion that I was there, kind of like on a working deal. Right. When I, you're bouncing uh, around talking to people, you don't get to keep your eye on the field the whole time. Thank you. That's exactly right. And then I had access you know, we would do the Goldwing Club, Mercedes Benz, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And um, those suites are legit. 
So once I got in there, I wasn't leaving, and I stayed the rest of the game. And that bad boy. <laughs> Is that the suite that's like right on the field of the fifty yard line? That's where I started, and then the ones I'm talking about, like owner suites, is in and around that area with access to oh. all the high quality booze and shrimp cocktails and <laughs> crab legs and everything else. Fancy you! I think I had a uh, <laughs> hot dog at racetrack on Christmas Eve morning. Um, <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Um, but let me ask you specifically, going back to when you said stalled out in the red zone and you being the wide receiver aficionado amongst the three of us, tell me about what your thought was with B. John Robinson catching that ball in the end zone, but not it didn't look like he had the spatial awareness and was backed out of the end zone and it wasn't a touchdown. Tell me what your thoughts on yeah, that play. I, I saw that one live, and then the replay, too. I was like, holy moly. So that's what you get when you get a young running back running routes like a wide receiver that spatial awareness, like you just talked about, and I just say lack of awareness. Yeah. Uh, we used to have a fine in our wide receiver room. Really? It was, called, it was labeled lack of awareness. And it was, a you know, depending on what happened or where you were, it was anywhere from 10 to 50 bucks, depending on what the lack of awareness was, whether you didn't see the blitz come in and missed your side adjust, or you didn't realize um, something that was happening on the field, like the defensive backs were going to cover three instead of cover two. You didn't run the right route and then this one lack of awareness and spatial awareness you can call it whatever you want yeah to not understand where you're at on the field like there's a feel as a receiver you have to have a feel for where the boundary is where the end line is where the pylon is and it's just there's an innate ability in a lot of guys to toe tap and drag a toe and mm-hmm. feel feel where you're at and uh, Bijan is not there yet obviously because that was and he was because so he, he was just like trotting backwards. And he didn't need to be. Exactly. So you're exactly right. I'm glad you brought it up because it's a it's a learning, it's a learning type play for those guys, people that, for him himself that jacked it up, and for those that watched him do it and go to film on yeah. Monday morning and watch film said, here's what we don't do. So that will be something they specifically point out and say, hey, don't do this again. Yeah, just like have some more awareness here. Realize where you're at on the field. Understand the situation and what's going on because that's an opportunity to really extend that lead and make something happen. Two more questions for you, and I'll let you get back to nursing your back and, and day drinking. But uh, first question <laughs> is: is what, what did you what did you think of Taylor Heineke overall? Oh, I thought he was, I thought he was solid. I think he, I thought he used his legs mm-hmm. um, to extend a play or two. I think he did a nice job in the pocket. Um, avoided some sacks, moved around. The touchdown to Kyle Pitts, some beautiful touch on that football. That over the specifically was a beautiful. Well, it was like a thirty-yard pass. It was, and, and if you yeah. watch, if you watch him from the front side, he was staring down Drake London the whole way, and then shifts to the back to Kyle Pitts, and it, it was a beautiful, beautiful pass. Yeah, really, really nice job seeing that play develop, understanding you got a big guy in the back of the end zone, and give him a chance on that corner out. So I thought Heineke did nice, man. Um, he's not a world beater, but if the team plays like that around him. Um, and they run the run the football like they did, and a lot of quarterbacks can be successful when you got that going for you. Yeah, I thought so too. It, it was a, above serviceable. He was he looked good. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have seen that Taylor Heineke or just that quarterback all year. Um, but then know, then, the, then the last question I'll get to is: We've now got the Bears coming up this weekend. We are at Soldier Field, a notoriously inhospitable place to play. Uh, your take on the upcoming matchup with the Bears, the Bears. Well, yeah, Dub Bears. Um, I've had a chance to play there this time of year. I was actually the punt return. It was like uh, ten degrees. The oh wind chill God. had it like minus. Wind chill had it minus like three or four. No, wind was you. howling, and uh, I was the uh, 
fair catch a fan back there trying to catch some uh, punts because I think um, Alan Rossum got hurt, and then D'Angelo Hall was the returner. He fumbled okay. a couple, so like enough of him. <laughs> so they threw me back there for that game. So I got hit so hard by Lance Briggs one time, their middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. I thought my uh, I thought my chest was outside of my body, dude. It was just <laughs> it's so cold. You feel so much stuff. So yeah. we'll see what the weather what the weather forecast looks like. Uh, but going to Chicago, that's that's where you really find out how much. York football players like playing football. It's cold. It's windy. Yeah. It's nasty. I could tell Janu Smith and Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson and Zach uh, Harrison and Jesse Bates with the pick. Those guys love playing football yes. on Sunday and Christmas Eve inside the bends when it's the warm confines and mm-hmm. no weather. Now you get to go on the road and see what you're made of. And in a must-win game, you got to hope that New Absolutely. Orleans takes care of Tampa Bay and you got to take care of your business in Chicago. So, it uh, should be a fun to watch and, and see what happens up there. Actually, I'll add one more question to. I've gotten a few like news and app alerts over the over the past week about uh, why the Falcons should trade for Justin Fields. What do you think of that? No, I'm not really playing that game. I um, uh, he's a sick athlete. He probably needs to be in a simplified system uh-huh. and uh, have some more players around him. Does that does that mean Atlanta's a great fit for him? I have no idea. Um, I, I, I just I don't like playing that game. We're going to finish the season with Tyler Heineke. Maybe Fields becomes available for some reason after the season's over because they go draft somebody high and then you make a move like that. But I'm going to try to see if this thing works itself out with Heineke and then we make our own decisions on quarterbacks that are coming up in the near future. So I don't know. I think he's a talent. Is he a great quarterback? No. No. Right. So I hate to do it and give stuff up and then end up in the same freaking spot. Yeah. The Falcons are the odds-on favorite to land Russell Wilson next season. He got benched. Oh, my God. That's a trip, dude. That would Wild. Miss. It's trippy to think about just where he was a few years ago and him being a Falcon, but he's, he's had terrible time in, in Denver. I mean, uh, I don't know. So last year and this year have been brutal, and then there's a huge contract situation, and I don't think Sean Payton wants to keep coaching with that guy as quarterback. Yeah. And listen. Is he a free agent, or is it old? So you, they're you think they're going to trade him? They're going to cut him. Cut him. Cut him. Cut him. I think that would so. make sense. Because there's a ch- – so. uh, uh, I don't know about that. I don't think that there's – well, okay. Well, who knows? Maybe it's just the cold weather that, that Russ doesn't like. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't love football, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> he loves himself. I know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if I was married to Sierra, I'd love myself too. But anyway – uh, on that note, um, I guess we'll see against the Bears. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I like watching those games that are up north in Green Bay and Chicago, and they, they kind of bring those like classic NFL team cultures with them to the conversation. And Soldier Field, like I said, we all know is not the not the friendliest confines, especially if it's cold. So, uh, you're right. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. But I can't believe we're going to be rooting for the Saints. Are we really going to be rooting for the Saints? I, I swore to myself I would never do that. But you're right. We have to we have to root for the Saints to take care of Tampa Bay, don't we? Yeah, absolutely do. So you put yourself in this ridiculous predicament. It's just so dumb. You can't beat the teams you're supposed to beat during the season and win the games you have in hand, and this is this is what happens. Well, I suppose that one way or the other we'll probably be talking about that next week on FinCast when we are back here doing this again with you back in studio. But uh, until then, um, enjoy your time off, brother. Get that back better, and uh, have, a great, uh, have a great New Year's. All right, boys. Take care. All right. Bye, Finn. See you, Finn. Later. All right, so that was the Finn in FinCast, Mr. Brian Finneran, who is enjoying his time off and away with his family, but carved out some time to give us a call and um, apparently is nursing a bad back that 
you know, well, he is a grandpa after all, right? As we need, need to Old continue. Oh, Brian Fitterin. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about real quick to wrap up FinCast this week, Joe. The playoff picture, we have to win it, win out. Yes. And Tampa has to lose out. But if, if Tampa, it's Tampa at New Orleans is at New Tampa. Orleans is at Tampa, so they have the benefit of being home. But if Tampa wins, they're in. They win the division, they are in. Win in any of their next two games. But we have wild card chance, and we were before the show. We were talking about the wild card picture, and it's kind of expansive. Tell me, tell me what you've got on the wild card picture. So we have seven teams that are eight and seven, mm-hmm. or seven and eight. Three of which are in the NFC South, two in the NFC North, and two in the NFC West. So what are those teams? Saints, Falcons, Buccaneers, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks, Rams. Well, That's, so in in this in this instance, if Tampa Bay wins one of their next two games, they they win the division. They win the so division. So let's assume for the purposes of this conversation, Tampa Bay is going is wins the division. We are then up against how many teams who are seven and eight or eight and seven? You said one, just in just the Saints, just the Saints at the end of the season for the wild card. Yes, we do not control our own destiny. Not at all. If the Buccaneers win either of their two next two games. Either in the next, we don't control our destiny at all. All we can do is win, and if we win out, uh, it'll just be tiebreakers because there's going to be another team that finishes nine and seven. Okay, so it's a big question mark. We don't know. I I don't know. I'm I can't go through all those scenarios. Yeah, it's, there's way too many. There's too many teams to be able to play out all those scenarios. Yeah, but so what we're hoping in a crazy ass situation is that we have to win win out and Tampa Bay loses out. And Tampa Bay loses out. Jesus, that's not happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and how we're starting the show. this is why you have <laughs> Oh, my God. This is why you have to win your easy games, your layup games, your games against your division opponents. And we just didn't do it this year. Well, I don't know. Let's just leave it at that. This is... It's just a crazy thing. We don't control our own destiny, so we'll see what happens. It'll be an interesting game in Soldier Field. I, I think the way Friend put it is it, it's, it shows who loves football. If they show up to play, and, and a, God knows how cold it's going to be, oh, oh, Jan- January in, in Soldier Field. Hard pass. I'll say me. this. If I want a guy that loves football to win a game where a player has to win football, I want Taylor Heineke in. I agree. That's a football guy. I agree. Uh, 100%, 100% with you. Not just one, but like. A whole bag of lays on his shoulder. All right. So, <laughs> I like that. Not just a chip, but the whole bag of lays. So is that your – I was going to finish with your, your click to pick. Is that uh, Taylor oh, Heineke? My guy for this game, key player? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, with Justin Fields, it should be a quarterback battle. The Bears have won four of their last two games with Justin Fields playing really well. Four of their last two games? Six of their last two games. <laughs> six of their – four of their – they've won four of their last six games. There you go. And because Justin Fields is playing better. Yes. So you think it'll be a quarterback battle this weekend? If the weather depends, mm-hmm. it could be very defensive. Could, could if be it another snows. game. Could could be another game like we saw in Carolina. Yeah. In North Carolina. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that. I like to see Taylor Heineke put two straight really good games together, and I'm gonna go with that too. Taylor Heineke was 23 for 33, and 229 yards with one touchdown. It's a good game, Taylor. Let's see another one of those, and then we will convene next week on FinCast. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to FinCast. 
FinCast is brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran and co-hosted by Tyler Nelson. Executive produced by Joe Virgin. FinCast is hosted by 680 The Fan and thepodcastpark.com. You can find FinCast wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing credit song by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. We'll see you next week on FinCast. Appreciate you, dog. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.